myself to say this off the top of every program. I'm blessed beyond measure, all reasonable and otherwise. Hope you recognize that you are as well. Hope this finds you and yours doing ex- exceedingly well in your life. Whatever it is that you're doing, I hope it's going well. And uh, my DM's always wide open for a faith-based conversation at jmartzone. I have a couple of things that I want to hit tonight, and there's a lot to talk about because I haven't chatted with any of you since the Titans season came to an end. But before I even go any further, I just want to give you a question here. As a phone caller, I'm going to give you a jump-off point before I then backtrack and talk a little bit. And that's this. The Tennessee Titans season came to an end on Sunday. There's the Tom Brady topic out there, and we'll get there. But let's say you were calling the Titans organization, knowing that you'd be heard, and you got the voicemail. It means you had about a minute and a half or so, probably, of talk time before you get that dreaded beep that tells you you've been cut off, either re-record or hit pound, and it'll send. You call the Titans, you get the voicemail. What would you say to the the organization, to the team, to the staff, to John Robinson, to Mike Vrabel, to Tannehill, to Derrick Henry, to Kevin Byard, yes, to Marcus Mariota? What would you say to this team if you were to call 1-800-TITANS and leave a voicemail? What would you say to them today? I think that gives you a good indicator of how you felt about the season and where you are as a fan about the team. You can take that anywhere you want it. The telephone number is not 1-800-TITANS. It's 615-737-1045. at 737-1045. But now I do want to backtrack. And it's so weird because I told you I'm going to do this message every single time I have an opportunity to. And it continues to come back up. In so many different stories, and every time it springs back, I want to talk about it. Dean Pease retired yesterday from football after a long and great career. Brilliant guy. Good at his job, great at his job. Good to the people around him. Was fun to have in this city. I wish I had... I don't cover the team as closely as some others. So I don't necessarily have the same range of personal experience. But I want to read one thing that I saw that was tweeted out by a number of different people. Dean Pease being asked a question about what has allowed him to connect with his players. And here's what he said. I'm just going to read the whole thing. I was just talking to somebody in the office about it right now, one of the players, and I said, you know, if players believe that you care about them both as a player and not as a player, I think that's the biggest thing. There's a lot of schemes that work. I mean, everybody has a different scheme, offensive scheme, defensive scheme, whatever it is. It isn't about the scheme. You've got to believe in your scheme as a coach, and if they believe that you believe, that is part of it. But I think the thing of it is you get them to believe. And if they trust you and really believe that you care about them on and off the field, you can get people to do a lot of things. And I do truly care about them. And now I really want you to pay attention to the second half of this. And I do truly care about them. In this career, I have never applied for a job. I've never interviewed for a job. 
I did an interview with Mike. I did an interview with John Harbaugh. I did an interview with Bill Belichick. Everything has always been word of mouth, and I've loved every job that I had. I think that's the difference in coaching, is there's guys out there sometimes that are like, what can I do to advance? What can I do to get ahead? Hey, you know what you can do? You can do a great job of where you are and love where you are and love the people that you're with, and that'll show, and somebody will call you rather than trying to worry about how fast can I advance somewhere. It isn't about that. It's about doing a great job and being loyal to the people that you work for. I can truly say I've loved every job I've had. I mean, some have been tougher than others, but I've loved it. That's Dean Peace. There is such a value to perspective and to priority. Dean Pease was four quarters away from a Super Bowl. Really, you could almost say three quarters away from a Super Bowl. Didn't quite get there this time. And walks away from the game. And his message leaving is the same thing that I have told you a number of different times over this last few years that I've been blessed to be behind a microphone. Where you are today doesn't dictate where you're going to be tomorrow. Last week I was talking about Joe Burrow and Coach O and how the lives that they thought they were going to have didn't quite go the same way. But they made the most of the opportunities that they were given. And they ended up winning a national championship together with an undefeated season, something only three teams had ever done, a 15-0 and or better record. Virginia in the NCAA tournament, another example. But Dean Pease gets it, which doesn't surprise me. His foundation's in a really good place. But the most important thing here to me is I think that's the difference in coaching is there's guys out there sometimes that are like, what can I do to advance? What can I do to get ahead? And then P saying, hey, you know what you can do? You can do a great job of where you are and love where you are and love the people that you're with. And that'll show. And somebody will call you rather than trying to worry about how fast can I advance somewhere? Folks. The real way to boil that down is if you chase happiness, you will never find it. It's not a tangible thing. It's not something that you can point to and know what it is that's going to make you happy, what's going to fulfill you. Not anything tangible in this world. Nothing that you're going to find. Whatever situation you find yourself in, you have a couple of different choices. One, you can play victim. Get sad, curl up in the fetal position. Assume it's never going to be any better. And the other thing is, you can make the best of, sometimes it's a horrible situation. Sometimes it's bad and you don't understand why something like that would happen. How could that happen? And you go back to Burrow. And LSU. Burrow wanted to be at Ohio State. It didn't work out. How did that happen? But I don't remember ever reading a bunch of articles about Joe Burrow between the time he was there and the time he transferred. Where he got a good opportunity, yes, but he went to quarterback purgatory at LSU, and he changed it. 
Dean Pease, as he's leaving, as he's leaving football and leaving a great legacy and leaving a giant hole in this organization. He wasn't here very long, but he was definitely here long enough to make an impact. But if you sit around and you wonder, how can I get ahead faster? The answer is always going to be work hard. But don't assume just because you're working hard that that's automatically going to get you where you want to be. But what you don't want to do is look at other people, feel envious of what they have done or what they have, and find a way to try to step on their throat to get what you want. Happiness earned that way ain't going to get you there either. So it's just another lesson, this time from Dean Pease, about your situation now can improve most of the time if you do your job, if you work hard, if you don't make enemies. You know what? Let me tell you something else. Media is a cutthroat business. It's a cold business. It's a what have you done for me lately business. And there's a lot of different entities in this city, just like there are in every other city. I have never understood why anyone would try to create some kind of vitriol with anybody else. Like, what do you gain out of burying another outlet? or mocking them, or getting into arguments with them, or treating them badly, or talking badly about them, all those things. It's never really made any sense to me. And it's not just because you could be burning a bridge you need later on. It's just what do you gain out of doing that? If I get behind this microphone and you think I do a good job, then you're going to listen to me. I don't think that me sitting here and burying somebody else that does the same job and is just trying to feed his or her family the same way is going to be any kind of benefit to me. I don't need to hurt somebody else to do my job well. I need to concentrate on what's in front of me. Dean Pease, probably not in a position as a defensive coordinator really to bury a bunch of other DCs and Instead, he just went out there and he did the best job he could coaching the defense of the Tennessee Titans or of Baltimore or anywhere else he was. And the jobs came to him. He said, I didn't interview for any jobs. He just focused on doing the best he could where he was. And it's a decision whether or not you like what you do or you don't like what you do. If you wake up every day and say, I hate my job, I hate my life, I hate everything, then you will go out and you will find a reason to do just that. Your mind will already be looking for reasons to hate your job, to hate your life, to hate everything that's going on. But if you just keep on packing that lunch and showing up and saying, doesn't matter what happens to me today, I'm going to do the best job that I can. I'm going to sow seeds later on I can harvest then you're probably going to have a better chance to be a Dean piece. Yeah, there's luck involved and there's timing involved and there are socioeconomic factors that we could discuss 
that make it harder. And that's really unfortunate. I wish we lived in a more balanced world. But as I've gotten older and thought it more and read more, I know that that's not the case in all ways. But I also do know that this is the case. Playing victim gets you nowhere. Thinking about the job that you want at any cost is not going to make you happy once you get it. Just like any other toy or any other adult toy, I guess you would say, just in terms of like a car or something like that. There's nothing that's going to bring you lasting happiness that you're going to sit there and think, oh, that's going to make me happy. It's just not going to do that. Dean Pease's message is important. Be happy where you are. Try to be happy where you are. If you set your mind and you position your heart in the right direction, then you can find a way to like a real bad circumstance. It doesn't mean that it's going to be easier to get through, but you will get through it. So I I was struck by his words. I was struck by his perspective and his priority. I'm sure that hurt losing that game on Sunday. It hurt a lot of you guys out there as well, which is why I asked the question. And the phone lines are open, and I see we got a couple, and we will take them when we come back at 615-737-1045. If you could leave the Titans a voicemail today, now that the season has come to an end, knowing that it would be heard by the people you'd want it to be heard from or heard by, what would you say to them? What would be your message to this team following what they just accomplished? And you can take it anywhere you want to take it. 615-737-1045. But yet again, another wonderful message from the world of sports. Yeah, we can talk about Antonio Brown's latest, and we can talk about all of this mess. I just kind of don't want to do that, folks. I'm forced to do that way more often than I want to. When I see a positive message out there, when I see something that could actually benefit this community and any other community, That's something that needs to be emphasized. That's something that needs to be highlighted. That's something that needs a giant spotlight on it. Giving Antonio Brown airtime here is malfeasance on my part when I can do, you know what? I think it's it's just a good message. We can do better. We can do better than sitting here and playing the tabloid game. And so we're just not going to do that tonight. 615-737-1045. Back in a moment here on 104.5 The Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six here on 104.5 The Zone. My name is Jason Martin. Glad to have you with us. We're brought to you by Renters Warehouse. They are dedicated to making renting your home easy, fast, and worry-free. Renters Warehouse, you can't buy happiness, but you can rent it. Dean P's statement spoke to me in a way that I thought needed to be spoken into the air for all of you to hear tonight. And it's a message that just keeps on coming back up in different ways. Maybe my eyes are just tuned to see this particular message right now. But with so many opportunities to go the opposite direction, whenever you get the chance to go positive and not negative, to go hopefully something that's a little bit more fulfilling than empty 
That's what we're going to do. I said from day one on the Big Six that, that my goal, that the mission statement of this program, anything that I do, is not to waste your time. And there are a lot of forgettable stories where we in this business waste your time. Me just as much, if not more, than anybody else. Hopefully this does not feel that same direction to you. Let's go to Chad. He's in Bowling Green this evening. He leads us off on the Big Six. Chad, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, uh, positive breeds positive emotions. That's what I've always said. Love, love the Titans. Yeah. I mean, that's good. So what would you say to them if you could leave a voicemail for them? What would you say to them about what they've given you this season? Oh, my God. I mean, they've done more than I'd ever imagined. I mean, so, so great on so many um, steps. I mean, they are awesome. Appreciate it, Chad. Thanks for calling in. 615-737-1045. If you could leave them a voicemail, if you could leave the Titans a voicemail tonight, what would you tell them? What would you say to them? And, yeah, it's okay to say sign Tom Brady because that appears to be what everybody's talking about today. Back to Dean Pease for one second. I'm going to go back and, and reread this part of this that really stood out to me. I've loved every job that I had. I think that's the difference in coaching. There's guys out there sometimes that are like, what can I do to advance? What can I do to get ahead? Hey, you know what you can do? You can do a great job of where you are and love where you are and love the people that you're with, and that'll show, and somebody will call you rather than trying to worry about how fast can I advance somewhere. It isn't about that. It's about doing a great job and being loyal to the people that you work for. That spoke to me more than maybe any of some of these inspirational things that that I have noticed over the last year, year and a half in sports because it so perfectly replicates where I find myself today. Every current job that I have came to me, not vice versa. And it's not because I was some otherworldly talent or anything like that. But I didn't campaign or try to go negative against other people. The only thing that I knew that I could control was the time when I was working or preparing. And I had to hope that things were going to happen for me. And I asked a couple of questions. And then outside of that, I never knew what was actually going to take place. And there could be changes in the offing right now. I don't know what's going to be the case a month from now. I don't know what's going to be the case a year from now. But I know that I was about to leave this industry three or four years ago, because after I graduated in 2013, after interning for the Midday 180 and and getting a job here, the opportunity wasn't here yet. They told me they saw value in me, but there was nowhere to place me. So I toiled, honestly, and I fell into depression, and I put on even more weight, and I was driving from Bowling Green to do a two-hour shift here where more money was going into my gas tank than I was actually pulling down. 
and I asked a couple of questions. I asked this dude who I had never really spoken to named Clay Travis if he wanted somebody to write about TV and movies for him. Shockingly enough, he said yes. I asked a guy named Brad Willis, and I'm going to talk about a little bit later on, whether or not he thought a pro wrestling show or a weekend show might be an idea. Stunningly enough, said yes. But from those points forward, nothing that I actually have now is something that, that I went after. This show, that opportunity came to me. Writing at the Big Six blog came to me. The Fox Sports Radio show that began last March, the Sunday morning show, I never interviewed for that. I didn't interview to go to Fox. Clay called me up on a Sunday night about three weeks after I thought I was going to leave the industry and was just so distraught. And he told me that Fox had made him an offer that he was seriously considering and asked if I would consider going with him. And then this show that started last March, I filled in for Jonas Knox, who you hear on this airwaves on the weekend sometimes, on Fridays and Saturdays for two, three weeks. Just thought, okay, cool, make a little bit of extra money. It's nice that they see me in that way, that they don't think I could derail their ship. Then I got a phone call. Everybody was listening. That was intentional. We wanted to see if that was a good fit for, for you. And then came the show. So when I read that Dean P says, you know what you can do? You can do a great job where you are, love where you are, and love the people that you're with, and that'll show. And somebody will call you rather than trying to worry about how fast can I advance somewhere. I'm not arrogant enough to say I do a great job where I am. But I did try to treat people well. And I did give it everything that I had, whatever talent, whatever gifts I've been blessed with. Hopefully, I maximize those. And in this case, or in these cases, it was enough for that quote. Quote, somebody will call you rather than trying to worry about how fast can I advance somewhere. Unquote. I was about to leave the industry. I had given up. It was not going to be, this was not going to work out. I was so tired of being tired and of waiting. There are a lot of people that I feel like have a ton of talent in this industry. Far more than me that just, it didn't work out for them. The timing wasn't right. And so they left and they went and did something else. The second that I stopped trying to manufacture those results, the second that I stopped pushing too hard, the second that I just kind of took my hands off the wheel and just worked myself, just worked at whatever I had. Okay, I'm just going to do this job for a little bit longer, and then I'll move on. The opportunity did come to me, and then another opportunity came to me that I couldn't take, and then another opportunity came to me, and then the syndicated show came to me, and it's not because I'm special. It's because I just kept my head down. It's not because I'm great at what I do. But at least I worked hard or I tried to. I hope that that's the case. I hope if somebody, if you were to ask somebody about the job that I've done, that, that that's what they would tell you, that I worked hard, that I thought a little bit outside the box of ways that I could do things. 
And increasingly over the past few years, there's only one way I know to do this. And that's the kind of stuff you're listening to right now, which I do think is a little bit different than a lot of what you expect to hear, which carries with it a risk. But I only know how to do this one way, folks. I just think Dean Pease's message needs to be heard. If you're not happy where you are today, just show up and work your butt off. It will definitely give you a better opportunity to potentially be where you want to be tomorrow than sitting around just constantly telling yourself, I hate where I am right now. That's just not going to accomplish it. So I believe Dean Pease when he said, I loved every job I had. Some were more difficult than others. There you go. There were times he probably didn't like any of the jobs that he's had, but he didn't let that define him. And he didn't sit around and sulk about it. He made the most of it. And he turned out to be unbelievably good at what he did. Unbelievably valuable, both on and off the field. And I guarantee if you asked every single Tennessee Titan or Raven or anybody else that he has ever coached, they would have that same message. Something real akin to, I love that man and I miss him. He taught me a lot. 615-737-1045. I see Jason. I see James. I see Kevin. We will take your phone calls. Hang with us. We'll be right back. We're a little bit over on the break. This is a big six on 104.5 The Zone. Zone. Welcome back to the Big Six. Glad to have you. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter. You can find me at jmartzone. Cell phone number is 615-737-1045. The question I asked was, if you could leave the Tennessee Titans a voicemail now that this season has come to a close, what would you say to them? What would you say to the coaches? What would you say to individual players or the team as a whole? To the front office? To Amy? To anybody? You can take that wherever you want to take it. James and Gallatin leads us off in this segment. Appreciate him waiting patiently through the break. James, what's up? I just say congratulations to my team. Well, I mean, that's fair. They yeah. have done this year what they nobody expected them to. They get a defensive line that is unreal. And I appreciate everything they have done. It just, I've been a season ticket holder since the beginning. And this is one of the most exciting postseasons I've ever been involved in. I think the last sentence is the one they would want to hear the most. The defensive line has some studs on it. They still need another pass rusher, though. That's something they're going to have to address for sure in the NFL draft. But just this has been fun for us. This postseason has meant a lot to me. I think that's the thing that they would appreciate the most. Kevin in Hendersonville up next here on the Big Six. Kevin, what say you? Hey, hey, I will say tighten up, Jack. Uh, listen, you guys had a great year. Uh, I'm a Bengals fan, and I had a horrible year this year. And uh, not a horrible. I will say, yes, it was a horrible year for them. But but they got first pick next year. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. But I'm, I'm glad you guys went so far. You're my second team. Sorry about that. But um, you guys have done so much. I, I was excited for you. As a, I don't really watch the Titans that much because I'm a Bengals fan, but I noticed them as they started with Tannehill coming up and making some big changes. 
I'm like, wow, this team is really doing something. So you guys uh, tighten up. Hey, you had a great year. And uh, I'm glad you guys had a great year. Next year, you might be a Super Bowl contender. Could be. Appreciate that phone call. Rudy in Clarksville up next here on the program. Rudy, how are you this evening? Oh, just having a great day in paradise. How about yourself? I can't complain. Can't complain. What you got yeah, for did, me? Well, I didn't hear what uh, Coach Peace uh, said, but I heard his message through you and uh, what you requested. I, I just wanted to say that I am so proud of the, how the Tennessee Titans acquitted themselves on the field uh, this past season. And, uh, you know, I used to be in the Army, so I know how teams work. You know, I'm a Ranger. I used to be on the SF Halo team back in the day. Right. And you can see how the Titans moved as a, organically down the field. You know, each each member of that team, uh, as a team, they did more as a whole than they did individually. And I have so much faith in that leadership of Rabel, Robinson, and Miss Amy that I have total confidence that because of their vision and the culture they created to let their to let their ballers do their job and play the field that man next year is I I see next year with that vision and that culture it's gonna be the best year ever. And I think it's and I don't think that's just a pie in the sky. I think uh Vrabel and Robinson and Miss Amy put together an organization uh and a leadership team that is going to do great things in the future. Appreciate it, Rudy, and thanks for your service as well. There were three words that I heard right there, and I think that it is the essence of why this season was such a success, because that's what it was. You know I can be a little negative about the team, but this was a success. This team deserves applause. It deserves a lot because of how hard they fought and how hard they played. But one of the things Rudy just said was, I have faith. That right there is the ultimate compliment that you can pay to a sports franchise or really anybody. I have faith in that person. I have trust in that person. I believe in that person. I have faith in the Tennessee Titans. I have faith in head coach Mike Vrabel. I have faith in general manager John Robinson. I have faith in Byard, in Henry, in A.J. Brown, in Casey. Whoever, a lot of names there. But that's the kind of thing that puts a smile on your face, I would imagine, within that organization, if any of them happen to be listening right now. There's nothing better that you can say to somebody than I have faith in you because that comes with a large expectation and a large responsibility. When you say, when you hear somebody tell you, I have faith in you, that means they believe in you. It means they respect you. It means they see you as somebody that can handle the responsibility placed on you. It means that they see your character that they see your integrity, that they see your desire, your drive, your focus, your will, all of those things. For anyone to leave a voicemail for the Tennessee Titans and say, I have faith. I don't know that there is anything better that you could say to them. Thank you. I have faith. 
And you know what? As I told you before, I've been negative about the team. You know this. But here's the breaking news on this program tonight. I've got faith in this team. I think Mike Vrabel's a good coach. I don't think this is the end of the road. I know that the playoffs turn 50% of the teams from year to year. And it's not going to be easy to get back because it's not easy to get to an AFC championship game ever, which is why what the Patriots have done has been so impressive, especially to keep it up as long as they have. But I got faith in these guys. I would bet on these guys to be on that good side of the 50%. This didn't look like a flash in the pan. Yeah, they got red hot, but I didn't see a bunch of stuff that can't continue. Yeah, there's going to be questions we're going to ask about the quarterback, and we're going to talk about Tom Brady may be perfect here. That's what the nation was talking about today. You heard Alan Bell go into very good detail on 3HL about that a little while ago. There are questions, and there's work that needs to be done, but these guys don't strike me as a team that's going to become complacent and assume this is going to be easy next year. So I believe in this team. They have given me reason to have faith and I never thought at the beginning of this season or especially not at two and four that those words would come out of my mouth within the same football season but they have I have faith 615-737-1045 Mark Michael Alex hang on we'll get your phone calls when we come back big six 1045 the zone Final segment of the Big Six here tonight. We're brought to you by Renner's Warehouse. I'm Jason Martin. I'm on Twitter at jmartzone. Fox Sports Radio coming up next. And Tennessee Hoops. So stick around with us all night long. To the phone lines. Mark in Nashville. What is up, my friend? Jay Mart, what's up, man? Doing good, bud. Good to hear. First off, I want to uh, give you a hats off for uh, not feeding into the whole um, A-B story. I get off work every day at 6, and I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have to hear about A.B. all the way home. Um, so hats off for that, man. It's it's a good way to think about things. I mean, um, I had it, I, look, I had it written down, Mark. I was like, okay, I can talk about Antonio Brown. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and then I just thought about it, and I was just like, what good comes from talking about that? Like, why do I need to go down that road? And then the, the thoughts on Dean Pease and awesome. So I, I loved all that. That was great. Um, but if I left them a voicemail, I would say thank you for all the hard work and dedication, obviously bringing the city closer. Um, personally, it's brought my family closer, which is pretty crazy. Um, and But the main thing I would want to hit home is that uh, don't get complacent, right? You kind of touched on it earlier. Um, they've changed expectations now. And we all know complacency is the biggest enemy of greatness. And so this is kind of like, uh, you know, you're starting to crawl and it's time to walk. You know what I mean? So so I guess that would be my main message. Thanks. Appreciate it. Michael in Nashville's up next. Mike, what's up? Man, if I actually leave a voice for I would say thank you being a season ticket holder, man. You know, when it was two and four, it was some dark times in that stadium, but you know, I we 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 stood by them and you know, I commend you, man. No more talking about A B, thank God it's over with. Uh but the biggest picture, man, I want to tell the fans, 
man. The Arrowhead Stadium, everything, any blue, that's how we need to be next year. You know, quit selling the tickets, man. Quit selling out and show up and support our team. That's what they're going to need, man. That's what they're going to need. I put faith in their front office. You know, let's keep building. Let's not get complacent. And let's shock the world and take everything one more time. There you go. Positive message right there. And, yeah, more blue in the stadium, better off you're going to be. Alex in Nashville, what's up? Hey, EJ, Mark, appreciate uh, your show and this topic. Uh, if I left the voicemail, what I'd say is, Miss Amy, thank you. Thank you for uh, committing to this team as an owner. Thank you for giving uh, your football people um, the resources to uh, invest in the facilities and invest in the roster and, and fully commit because there's 32 owners and there's 32 head coaches and GMs and uh, not every uh, head coach and GM has an owner as committed as you and, and we appreciate what you're doing to this, to this organization. And uh, J-Rob, this is the time of year where you shine, so go get it, big dog. And uh, on the A-B thing, kids, any kids, if you're listening, talent isn't everything. What matters more than talent is how hard you work and, more importantly, how you treat people. A.B. is a hard worker and a very talented individual, but he doesn't treat people he doesn't have to well. And that is why he's in the situation he's in. He's come back to Biden. Treat people the right way. Appreciate you, J-Mark. All right, buddy. Thank you. Well, that's an interesting segue, I guess. Um interestingly, I've got like four minutes and I'm sure that's exactly what Brad Willis would want. No more than that. Cause he would just say, you know, that's not going to bring in listeners. Radio is a zero sum game in a lot of respects, but, and I, you know, I did this the first night that I had the big six and I did it when Fox offered me the, the Sunday morning show. And I think to understand who I am and who this building and the people in this building are. Sometimes you have to go off the pathway a bit. And the midday when 80 did a podcast about Brad and what he meant to them. And then I encourage you to listen to that. And as I was laying out the Dean P's information and what he said, and my little piece of, of just like how similar part of what he said was to me and how things had kind of just kind of fallen in, in the right path for me in terms of opportunities right around the time I wanted to give up, that's when they started to come through. When I stopped trying to make them happen as if I was Harry Potter. But I interned for the zone in 2012. First intern of the midday 180. And Brad Willis hired me in 2013 in May. Or actually, I guess it would have been in March. And I graduated college a couple months later. Brad gave me sports trend with Brandon Hagany, who became one of my great friends and one of the groomsmen in my wedding and David Reed, another one of my best friends and a groomsman in my wedding. Then he gave us squared circle radio because he was a wrestling fan and we went to him and we knew, look, this isn't going to be any kind of like big profitable enterprise, but we want to do this. And he gave us the opportunity. And when I left for, Outkick and the job with Clay. He was relentlessly supportive and he was a friend during that entire time. And when it was time to potentially come back home, he helped kind of find a way to get me here. 
to offer me the show that he didn't have for me years ago. There is nothing that I have in this industry, and that includes a lot of really good friends, without Brad. And so Brad has left. Today was his final day with 104.5 The Zone, the program director that you met at Sports Fests year after year after year and events and Top Golf and Leukemia and Lymphoma Society fundraisers and everything else that he has been a part of. He left the zone to go become the executive director of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. But he did not leave the friendships behind. And what I told him in the final communication I had before he left was that now we can just be friends. And I wanted him to know, and I think this goes for everybody that works at 104.5 The Zone. It's got to be tough to have been in Brad's shoes because, yeah, you've got people that you like being around and they're your friends, but there's always got to be that piece where, well, how much would they still be talking to me? How much would still matter if I couldn't do something for them in their career? And the only thing that I wanted him to know on the way out the door was that he and I are going to continue to talk as much, if not more than ever, about movies and sports and television and comics and music and everything else. Because the benefit was never what he was going to be able to do for my career. The benefit was getting to know a great human being and somebody that has made my life a lot of what it is right now. So I just want to thank Brad Willis for his time here and for believing in me when no one had any business doing so. Without him, I'd never meet Clay, and I could go way down the list of things that I would not have right now in this industry and otherwise without his friendship and his leadership and all that I've learned from him. And the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame just got a whole heck of a lot better, folks. It's going to be fun to watch how he crushes that gig. If he does it anywhere near to the degree that he just finished doing it here at WGFX, there may not be a better Hall of Fame on this planet than the one in the state of Tennessee. So thank you to Brad Willis. Fox Sports Radio is next and Tennessee Hoops. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. God bless and good night from the Music City.